This is the Build Your Path Podcast, where we explore how people get into their careers in the built environment. As we continue our WIC Week series, Britt Arnold of Tegler Construction and Supply joins us to discuss her journey to the construction industry. Welcome on into the Build Your Path Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Pine, and my guest today is... Britt Arnold. I am the president of Tegler Construction and Supply. We are a uh, material supplier. We are located in Baltimore. We've recently moved to Trade Point Atlantic, uh, which is the largest piece of industrial land in North America. So we're excited to have a new facility here. Um, we work on all commercial projects uh, in and around the Mid-Atlantic region. And uh, we are a women-owned business. So we are certified as that in Baltimore, uh, Virginia, Delaware, and surrounding areas. Well, Brent, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. We certainly appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you just want to give our audience, you kind of gave a good background there, but if you just want to give our audience um, how you got to where you are now, uh, what pathway did you follow uh, in early life, in schooling, all that. Sure. I, it was not this uh, linear straight trajectory. Um, it was, in fact, I never, growing up, I never thought much about construction never imagined myself in the field. So I had very little schooling growing up in construction, as I as I imagine most females could say the same. Mm -hmm. So um, I went to McDonough High School locally, and then I went on to uh, University of Connecticut. I played soccer there, and I really went to school for soccer. I would say that was my major at that time. I was studying kinesiology, which is exercise science. Um, I had torn my ACL in high school, so it got me interested in that. And then uh, I, I graduated a semester early and went on to play professional soccer. So uh, not long after that, the league in the United States folded. And I was faced with this, do I continue to play overseas or do I jump into the business world? And I felt like I had really gotten everything I wanted out of my soccer career. I felt fulfilled. So I was like, yeah, this is my time. I'm going to enter the business world. I was always very interested in, in business, uh, not a particular field in, in specific. But and at that time, my uncle, who uh, still runs one of the biggest lumber supplying companies on the East Coast, said, hey, come on, join our business, work with me. And I, he's like, I know you know nothing about construction. You may not even care about it, but we need somebody that will get out in the community, get our name out there, and I'll teach you everything you need to know about the industry. So as my uncle, I trusted him and that's exactly what I did. And I ended up absolutely loving construction, everything about it. I loved the, uh, the people. I loved how it started early in the morning. I loved how it had this very blue collar, hardworking, um, honest feel to it. it was, I loved it. And from there, uh, I it was Grasmic Lumber. That's where I started. I uh, generated a lot of different relationships. And from there, I met um, some folks over at Merit Properties and Merit Construction mm -hmm. Services. So eventually, that was my next move over there. They said, hey, think you'd be a great fit here. So I went to work. And at that time, that was the customer side of things because I was a supplier. So at Merit, I really got to see the full scope of everything from owning a building to, to acquisitions to um, design to 
land leases to construction, TI, ground up, the full gamut of the real estate and construction industry and the synergies and how it all worked together. Um, and from there, that is when I started my own company after being at Merit for about three years. Um, I started Contagular Construction and Supply, and I was seeing a lot of things happening. I saw Trade Point Atlantic, Port Covington, all these massive projects where they were unveiling their master master plans. And I, I saw the running on the wall, and I knew this was a it was a period in time that I would I would never see again, or potentially never see again. So I said, this is the right time to go out and and start my own business, and that's what I did. You just mentioned that you know going through the business, you in, incurred. Um, people that really helped you along the way. How important do you think mentorship is in this industry? Oh, I think it's incredibly important. I, I, I think it's everything, really. Um, having those people to, you know, my uncle was one of them. He really mm -hmm. supported me. And to this day, I mean, even when I started my business, we really relied a lot on my uncle's company that as a resource and an infrastructure to lean on until we were able to, to get up and running. And I, I bootstrapped the company that we had no money behind us. We had nothing. So yeah. it was a ground up. I started it by myself. So as you can imagine, having those mentors was so, so important. And um, I, I would say, especially a, a field, you know, male dominated field, I needed that. And I leaned on that a lot. And I still do to this day. I'm always, always seeking mentors. And I hope to be able to do that for, for other uh, youth growing up and, and trying to figure out their path. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, you know, a lot of young girls don't really think about construction growing up, um, you know, throughout high school and all that. Uh, what can the education system do to show young girls a career path in construction? That's a great question. And I think it's more than sitting in a classroom and talking about it. It has got to be hands on. You have to have students be able to see, feel, touch, connect the dots, the actual dots of here's what it looks like here. And, and not just this picture and this stereotype of a hard hat in a field. That's awesome. And there are many girls that are going to go out in the field and they're going to thrive. And that's a, a real viable position. But they have to also know there's so many more opportunities in construction. And like I said, it can't be something you just sit in a classroom and talk about. It's got to be something you can visualize. And I think a really great example of this um, is Junior Achievement. So Junior Achievement is a um, an organization that I am very much engaged with. And they do exactly what I'm talking about. They bring children and show them real life experience, uh, the, the hands on um, they had them talk to leaders like myself that are actually in the field. And I think that's so important for females. They, they need to see successful women and say, OK, th that's what that looks like. This is who I, a role model or a mentor that I can follow. And I think all those things like the motivation, the inspiration and being able to see it in, in real time and visualize, like I said, touch, feel. That's what we need. And it, it's going to take the entire industry to get behind that and work mm -hmm. to not just the education, everybody collaborating together, the organizations, the education system, the leaders, uh, the current professionals in the industry to work together to be able to achieve that. And obviously we know the gender gap in the industry, roughly women only make up 10% of the actual industry. Um, what are some ways that construction firms can better support their women employees? 
communication. I think that, you know, we try to, it's, it's a tough, challenging subject, but I do think the solution is rather easy Mm -hmm. and it is just communicate and be aware as, as male and female leaders. Um, We just have to keep those communication lines open and ask, how are you feeling? What are you thinking? What do you need? And then on the flip side of the spectrum, us as females need to be able to articulate honestly what we're thinking, because if we, it's two ways, it's a two way tree, a two way process. And if we don't do that, we're not going to be able to get what we want and what we deserve. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I think it's just being self-aware and making sure, because we're not asking like females, I I don't want to broad brush, we can speak for most of us, not looking for a leg up or just equal, an equal chance and opportunity to have the same opportunities as everyone else to be in the room, have a voice in the room, not just to see a voice in the room, and uh, I think that's all we can ask for. And that only comes from understanding both sides and continuing live real time to communicate that. As someone who's been uh, in the industry now and you own your own business, uh, what do you see as the outlook of the future of construction? What are some positives? What are some areas for improvement? Uh, for women in general, I mean, the you, you'll see from year to year, there are more females that are entering the construction industry. One thing in particular that I think is important to point out is in, is not just in, um, you know, entry level positions. You're seeing a lot more females in executive positions, which mm-hmm. is really great to see. Um, and I think more now than ever, there is at least more discussion about equality And I think it's a time where females need to get behind this movement and really break the door down and make some noise and and bring attention to it. And I think if there's ever a time that we're able to do that, it is right now. And I think people are listening in the discussion. That's what I love to see, because once people are are willing to have the discussion and they actually hear it, that's when change is, is going to occur. And I see that happening every day. And I think the more and more we have the discussion, the more and more things are going to be changing and at the same time, a lot of people are recognizing that diversity and the variety in the workplace. It really does make a difference, a positive difference. I mean, it, having different perspectives and different skill sets, it makes a company better. And the first companies to realize that are the ones that are ultimately succeeding. Yeah, we, we actually had a webinar a few months back um, pitching to uh, employers, you know, why diversity affects your bottom line, because it really does uh, in the end. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Britt. Uh, definitely some great insight. Just want to give you a quick plug. If there's uh, people listening that want to learn more about Tegler Construction, where can they go? You can go to the website, which is www.teglercs.com. Uh, that gives a really good outline and summary in a nutshell of who we are, what we do, our certifications, so on and so forth. My, I am most engaged personally and the company as well on LinkedIn. So that's a great platform that I love to connect We uh, all over the board um, from our suppliers, our customers, people in the industry, people outside of the industry. We've gotten so much, me personally and the company as a whole, I've gotten so much engagement from that platform. So I would definitely say check us out on LinkedIn. Great. Well, uh, certainly appreciate your time. Thank you so much again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Matt. If you want to learn more about Build Your Path podcast or the built environment overall, go ahead and visit buildyourpath.org. Another big thank you to our guest. 
Brent Arnold of Tegler Construction. Boger Path Podcasts are produced by the Maryland Center for Construction, Education, and Innovation. I'm Matt Pine. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.